Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to the Cannon Cast, a weekly podcast from the Cannon, an SB Nation blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. I am Will Chase, joined tonight by Elaine Shercliffe and Eric Seeds. What's up, guys? Hi, long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, what's up, guys? Still, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to talk about something that isn't the Rams losing to the New York Jets yesterday, so... <laughs> Listen, the, At Browns, least the Jets lost out on, on uh, the, the Browns aren't having that problem right now. Oh, God. Now that I said that, yeah. oh, it's going to. They'll probably, uh, the Browns will have the same problems that we just had with you and your computer. Just now. <laughs> probably. I mean, the Browns are good this year and they're probably going to miss the playoffs by like one game because that's just how they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. But, uh, anyways, um, Oh, I was going to say real fast. Have you guys been keeping up with that superstar thing outside the space phenomenon tonight? I, I haven't. I've been a little uh, oh boy. wrapped up in life, personal life. Gotcha. The weather here is not cooperating. The weather here in Columbus is not cooperating. Yeah. It's been cloudy and rainy. It never does. So no, I will not be keeping yeah, up with never the superstar. Does. Other than other other than the superstars uh, on the Columbus Blue Jackets that we get to see come January, woo! <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a great segue. See, Boom, so I'm gonna it. read off a lot of <laughs> I'm gonna read off a little bit of uh, the the factual aspects of things real fast, and then we'll dive deeper. But basically, hockey is back. It's gonna be a 56 game season starting January 13th. Training camp will begin on New Year's Eve for the seven non playoff teams, non bubble teams from last year. January 3rd, everybody else will be in training camp. There will not be a preseason. And so the important dates are, you know, like I said, puck drop, January 13th. The trade deadline will be April 12th. The end of the regular season will be May 8th. And then the expansion draft, July 21st. The NHL draft, July 23rd, 24th. And then free agency starts July 28th, which really isn't far off from what it normally would be, July 1st. And then real fast, the opt-out deadline for any players that wish to opt out this season for non-playoff teams is Christmas Eve, which is, what, Thursday? And then December 27th for any of the playoff teams. And then Group 2 RFAs must be signed by Feb 11 to play this year. Players on one-year deals can be extended on March 12th. And we're almost there, but Dallas, we were talking about the divisions last week. The only change is Dallas will be in the Central, of course, instead of Minnesota. So you have 
last year, Stanley Cup final, the opponents, both in the same division for Columbus. But uh, also, real fast, teams are required to have three active goalies, and we'll get into more of all of this. But we'll, we'll talk about just hockey being back and dive deeper into all of that. But one of the things I can't help but wonder is, you know, I'm curious about the potential of postponements. And I guess maybe the NHL is obviously thinking about that based on potential scheduling or the season ending May 8th. But I guess we'll find out. NBA will have the same issue. But anyways, so how excited are we all for hockey? I mean, obviously I'm excited that hockey's coming back. It was really fun to have it in the summer. I doubt they do what they did during the summer and have games going all day. But personally, I would like that because that was a lot of fun. I loved having hockey Mm -hmm. from noon to midnight all all day, every day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm excited. Hockey's coming back. It's going to be a, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm excited for the blue jackets division. You know, we get to test ourselves against some competition. Obviously we've met the lightning in the playoffs the last two years. Uh, So we're kind of building a little rapport with them. I'm excited that Detroit's in the division, not just because they're bad and um, there should be some wins, but uh, (laughs) you know we play. You know we shared a division with them for a long time when the Jackets entered the entered the uh, league. They were over in the uh, Western Conference in the Central Division with them. So it'll be nice having uh, reigniting that and having the Ohio Michigan rivalry kind of pick up a little bit. Since we were denied that, right? Yeah, we were denied that on the football field. Yeah, so I'm excited. The, the, it'll be a fun. It'll be fun to just have hockey back. I'm excited. I'm. I'm really. I'm really interested to see how they do the schedule this year. I know they've they've bandied about little mini series. You know, playing a couple games against each team in each arena at a time. But I wonder how they're going to handle cancellations, postponements, positive tests, etc. So I'm really interested to see how exactly. the NHL builds yep. flexibility into it. Because I think if there's anything we've learned, especially from the Big Ten football season, that you need that flexibility. You need to be able to adjust and flip the schedule kind of on the fly and be ready to move. You know, the SEC in football, I hate giving them any sort of credit in anything, but they uh, at least gave themselves wiggle room to reschedule games and move games around. Whereas the Big Ten said, no, we're playing nine games in nine weeks and we're confident that'll happen, um, kind of ignoring the absolute reality of how this disease works and how prevalent the infections are. So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the NHL does that. I know some teams are allowing fans in the building. I know I saw Dallas has announced that they will. The Florida Panthers have. I saw the Arizona Coyotes have announced they'll allow fans in on a limited basis. The Blue Jackets are not allowing fans to start, which I think is the correct call. Yeah, neither is Carolina. Right, and it's yes, yeah, I did see that. I did see that press release. I think it's the right call to not allow fans in at this point. Not only does it help reduce the risk of spread and outbreaks, but you know, there's there, there's a vaccine that's being distributed right now. There's just two vaccines that are being distributed right now. We're so close to the end of this. There, there, there is a finish line in sight. So I think you know, keeping fans out until like maybe the playoffs in may is probably helps control the spread get more games in then you can start thinking about allowing a lot uh, a lot more fans back in the building in may once vaccinations to the general public have started to really ramp up but overall i'm really excited that hockey's coming back i've missed the blue jackets i've missed being angry on twitter about the blue jackets and i just miss you know it, it it doesn't it's it's december and there hasn't been hockey and it just doesn't feel right i know nothing feels right in 2020 but it's like there should be hockey on like i should be able to flip on a blue jackets game or espn plus uh whatever the nightly game is so i'm excited to have at least that 
comeback. I'm not excited for the Wednesday night air quotes rivalry night games because those are always trash. So if we can just like be I know what are we calling it? I know what are we gonna do? Oh, we're not in a division with our rival this year. We're gonna miss the, we're gonna miss Buffalo and Taylor Hall. We're gonna miss Buffalo oh, we never and Taylor were. Hall this year, guys. What are we gonna what are we gonna uh, do? What are we gonna do without division. our rival this year? Right? Uh, so uh there's a few things I just wanted to touch on with all that is before we came on, I saw that the uh it looks like none of the jackets are gonna opt out, which is Nice to know that we'll have a like full team, but yeah, it, the best part about having those series and having back to backs or like three games in four days is if you have to postpone a game or cancel a game, it's super easy to, because there's longer gaps between the games. So there's time for recovery, but there's also time for them to push it to another night on another week if they do the schedule right. I'm also really excited to see how people handle possible back-to-back-to-backs in the NHL or even just back-to-backs on a mm. on a weekend basis or in the middle of the week because I took so much crap for complaining about it. But you don't know until you're like having to cover two home games and then the next day you're covering an away game or like in the AHL, they play at 7 p.m., on Saturday night, and then they come in and play at 1 p.m. on Sunday morning. So I'm curious to see if the NHL does that. I trust the NHL to be as extremely stupid about the schedule as possible because that's just so what the NHL chaos. does. So. <laughs> so much chaos. I expect chaos, especially out of the East, because I if people wanted their old-time hockey and their fighting, like it, it just watch the East this year because it's going to be insane. I didn't I didn't research this, but I am wondering, have we ever had two teams that were in the Stanley Cup final meet in the same division the very next year? Has that ever I'm I, Pro- I can't think probably in the seventies and eighties with yeah. the with the with you yeah, know possibly. back in the day before right. realignment and stuff, but right. certainly not certainly not since the Blue Jacks have existed. Right. Very interesting, and not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they would prefer no. to have Minnesota, even though on paper <laughs> I think Dallas is better. But because Minnesota beat the Jackets what twice last year, so it doesn't mean anything. But I would say against them eight times, you probably prefer. But they play they, they beat Dallas at least the one game I remember early in the year right. last year. And so who the also, hell knows? it's but, gonna be. I think when I saw that the alignments, I was actually like, oh man, the Jackets might not make it in because the top four go and I feel like you know I feel like the Panthers are like oh we're gonna pay play you like eight games and we have something to prove against all of you did they yeah, find Columbus did, they, did, they find, did they find five defensemen this offseason because if not um, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty confident that uh we're gonna be better than the Panthers this year <laughs> well they have yeah you know, I, I I am looking forward to the eight games against Bob, or you know, right. at least half. You would think, you know, Maybe. they do, do, do the backup goalie thing, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for July Fourth to be like an actual vacation for me instead of me like having to try to put up a schedule for next season while I'm like well, on a boat, that. right? Like trying to like tell my cousins to turn the boat around because somebody just got traded and I need to go to the McDonald's in Chautauqua. So I can write an article like <laughs> you say that, but there will probably be like a hockey game on July 4th. But uh, yeah, talking about the divisions. Uh, so 
I actually like Columbus's chances in that division. I so Tampa Bay is going to win. I do the, as well. Tampa Bay is going to win that division. I think Carolina is obviously really good. Florida can be really good. Maybe Nashville. Like they might end up not being in the top four, but if Nashville is kind of iffy like last year, uh, maybe Florida's iffy. I mean, Tampa Bay is like the only sure thing, and I guess Dallas is really good, obviously. But what do you guys think? What I guess if you had to think, uh, where would Columbus potentially? fall what do you think top four or out i think three four five yeah i think exactly yeah three four five um i honestly honestly i think it's obviously tampa's the clear number one um yeah i think it was pierre lebrun who was tweeting today that nikita kucherov might miss extended time this year so like great I don't think I, I don't think Tampa is going to. I mean, obviously they're still really they'll be good. Fine. You know, they're, yeah, I mean, they'll yeah, be they're going to be fine. But anytime you're losing the former Hart winner, it's not great. But obviously, I think Tampa's going to win this division. I know Dallas is coming off the Stanley Cup final, but man, they they rode hot goaltending from Anton Dubin for a long time in that Stanley Cup playoff, and mm. so I wonder. I wonder if Dallas might take a step back. A little right, bit. Yeah. I th- I honestly so where I I think Columbus could finish anywhere in this division between two and five. That's fair. Depending I on think. if Dallas takes a step back, but I think it's like Columbus, Dallas, Carolina, and Nashville in some order. Um, I don't yeah. trust the Florida Panthers defense at all. Right. I just I right. I don't. That's. I mean, that's how I feel about the Hawks. And if there's one thing we can say about the Jackets is that they have. Solid goaltending, solid goaltending, and then a decent backup who can't like can come in. So they have they're gonna have Kivlenix come up and roll as the third goaltender, whether it be on the taxi or I guess on the we'll actual see. roster. I mean, who else are they gonna put up? Right. So, but yeah, he'd be the he'd be the guy. But I don't yeah. expect him to get a ton of starts at all. Maybe. Well, five. no, no. But I'm saying like we of the teams that are in our division, we have the best goaltending depth hands down. Yeah. Like if someone happened, something happens to one of the other team's goaltenders, they're like, eh, this is kind of, kind of sketch. I'm definitely curious about the, what they do when games get post inevitably postponed. At least I assume that's going to happen. Yeah, right. and, so. th- and that's, and that's my biggest, and that's right. my biggest question, obviously going mm-hmm. forward. Cause we haven't, we haven't seen the schedule yet. There have been rumors. Like I saw online that they could drop it later this week. I don't know when they would drop it. Maybe Christmas day, please baby. Yeah, give just, me a just, Christmas. Just drop the drop NHL schedule, schedule in the middle of Christmas, <laughs> Christmas lunch. 9am. I want to <laughs> wake up and be like, what is this present that the NHL left me? Yeah, for, for, yeah, uh, on, on the, on the 12th day of Christmas, the NHL gave to me uh 10 matchups in the first 12 days with the Tampa Bay lightning. But yeah, so, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just interested to see how the NHL builds flexibility into their schedule. That's the biggest thing I'm focusing on. I bet um, they I wanna, go point percentage too, though. I bet they I would, build that I would in agree there with that. as well. They're going there. I, I, it's just inevitable that there's an outbreak. It's happened in every other sport. Uh, we've seen the NFL schedule get moved around. We've seen Ohio state schedule get moved around. They're yep. going to have to figure out a way to make this somewhat equitable and, they're, they're going to go by points percentage, but I also wonder if they're going to do like a minimum games played like the Big Ten did. Like, they're, they they're talking, well, I mean, you, ha- you might have to, in that, like, so, you know, a 30, a, ge- a team that played 30 games doesn't get in over a team that's played all 56 or 50 of the 56. Like, oh, I mean, that's true. 
I feel like they'll move teams too. They have no problems. I think in the middle of the season, you, if there's an outbreak in a city, that they will move that team. They're because they're already moving San Jose to Arizona. That's from that's what I heard. Yeah, that, that makes sense considering that's where uh, the San Francisco 49ers went. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm curious too, and Elaine will have a lot more insight on this, but talking about the AHL and whether or not, I know they're tentatively talking about when they'll be able to play games but uh, for their season, but Elaine, what do you think how this will kind of play out? We mentioned the taxi squad and the teams having three goalies. So uh, what, what do you think? Uh, are you expecting the AHL to play this season? Well, first of all, nobody knows anything. I wish that we did. Um, like players are asking, players from other teams are asking me if I have heard anything. And I'm like, no, this is, this is not how this works. Like you give me this information. <laughs> um, but last right. night I will say I put my hand in my coat pocket um, and I hadn't worn the coat since, you know, the season, uh, the like March, I think. And I pulled out the box score from the February 9th, 2020 game. And it had like all my post game questions on it. So I think that's a sign. I hope it's a sign from God that the monsters first game will be <laughs> February 9th. That's like yeah. my hopes and dreams. I can't remember Honestly, now I was looking it up earlier and I think I, they were tentatively talking like the fourth mm -hmm. or something right around that time. So yeah, it's tentatively on February 4th. They had to wait and see what the NHL was doing first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it, it also depends on the provinces, the states, the the border, what's happening with the border, which we know is closed right now um, and will be probably for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, honestly, it, it's pretty iffy because I think there are teams that will opt out based on money. Because the AHL is a league that depends on bodies coming through the door um, and paying that money. So unless they can find TV revenue and get on television, which right now is going to be really tough with all of the other sports playing, it, it'll be 
very interesting to see what happens. I would love it to happen. And it's going to be really weird, though, because the monsters will probably have mostly AHL-only players. So there'll be a disconnect between fans and of the, the parent club and the farm team. And it's going to be like that across the league. How do you think the uh, monsters will do this year? I don't even know. But it all depends on who, well, if they have to change the divisions and the alignments, which I'm assuming they will. Um, and then it depends on who we're playing and who goes up in the taxi squad. Um, we'll have really good goaltending. That's all I 100% know. <laughs> so the other thing too is that the taxi squad will be interesting. Um, I'm curious to see who the Jackets keep up. Because they also, the AHL does not plan on changing their veteran rule. Got a lot of guys in the ECHL who have been playing in the ECHL or even overseas in professional will not have a place to play. So it'll be interesting to see how many college kids or undrafted players take this time and take this chance to blow up everyone's emails with with video of them playing to see if they can get a PTO, a AHL only contract, something because now, now is their time. And it's definitely going to look like it. I think it's going to definitely look like a development league this year, the AHL. How many games do you think they'll play? I would think if they're starting in February that they'll 50. play. Yeah. I think they would play like around 50 because the normal season is 76. Some people have a little bit. Uh, I think it's the West coast has, a few less games than so they run on percentage points point percentage so i would say probably 50 but if they if they wanted to go the full season because they don't depend on television they probably could and, and push it into july august if they really yep. wanted to which then would give the NHL a chance to send players down after the playoffs are over. But I, I think that they'll keep on the same course as the AHL, especially with the Olympics going on this year. Yeah. And they, and they're trying to start it on as close to on time next year as it, as possible. It sounds like, so they, you know, October start, which means, you know, September training camp. So. Right. Exactly. And that would be the best yeah. thing to be yeah. honest is I'd rather them protract the it. schedule and, and get, and just get back to, regular you know if you if you've if you've only got to have one screwed up season instead of two then well i mean i guess technically they do have two (laughs) so i guess two 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 instead of three god i hope there's not a lockout anytime soon i swear to god i will like the the nhl good thing the the commissioner isn't gary bettman oh wait oh wait (laughs) oh crap (laughs) well the way the dates are for the upcoming season it it does seem favorable in terms of starting kind of on time next right. year. And it's, yeah, great, it's, it sounds like with the vaccine and with everything going on, they're going to try and start next season on time. I saw LeBron or someone reporting that on, maybe it was Friedman. Someone was reporting it on Twitter today. Yeah. I mean, they need to do that for the sake of the league and keeping fans interested, especially and about getting hockey related revenue up. So they, so the players right. aren't like losing their minds and, you know, paying 50% escrow. Yes. Yeah, talking about the revenue, so our last topic was ads on helmets because the reports have indicated that the league could earn about $15 million just from having ads on helmets. So first off, what ads do you think the Blue Jackets would have? I mean, 
nationwide or they cannot put jets pizza on it because if they play well they won't play the jets until like it would be the stanley like cup but that would be like super awkward what, <laughs> what they should do is they should put nationwide children's on the helmet as a partner synergy thing with the main shirt sponsor of your MLS champion Columbus mm. crew for yes. a little hometown synergy. synergy yeah. Oh, do, I love it. Do I think they'll do no. that? No, I do not. <laughs> but um, they should. I, I, they, <laughs> they absolutely should. You know, you could partner and say, Hey, we're, we support nationwide children's just like the Columbus crew does. And by the way, their MLS champions are building a uh, new stadium right across the street from us. Go check them out. But really what I think they'll do is I think they'll either put like nationwide on there or AEP or something like that. As far as like thoughts about helmet ads, I could literally not care less. I know they're a thing in the NHL currently, correct? No. In the AHL, one of the teams has a sponsor on their, a patch on their shoulder. But other than that, I don't, I don't know. Do other people in the NHL, no, not the I NHL. know that the NW, I know the NWHL and the PWHPA um, are having them, I think, on their uniforms this year on like the bottoms or something. I normally would be against something like that, but I get it this year trying to get revenue. I mean, do it. I don't care. Put them on the jerseys for all I care. Just get the games back. Yeah, I don't I don't super care about yeah. like ads on the helmets and frankly I don't really care about the ads on jerseys. Like I I think if done properly, like like I love how the NBA has done it. Like I think it's really cool, you know, they kind of tweak it to the color scheme of the jersey, like the Cavs one or the Warriors one or the Lakers one, kind of they all blend right, right in. And I think so long as the NHL did something like that, I think it'd be fine. I forget I was listening to Puck Soup last week and I forget if it was like Wyshynski or Down Goes Brown who was talking. But they said that, like, if the, you know, the NHL is so brand reliant and they're so mm-hmm. reliant on that big logo on the front of your jersey, like, you're never going to see the NHL go to like a European soccer model of, you know, you got the little patch up here and then you've got sponsor logo right. on the middle of your chest. Right. Like, so if the NHL ever allowed ads on jerseys, you know, people like fuss about it for six months and then the start of next season it's like oh this is the jersey and it's you know my this new player we signed and this is this little ad up here is just the way it it's just the way it is so like however you can goose hockey related revenue so we don't have a flat cap for the next 10 years just just do do it it. for god's sake there are some things i would love to see like first of all it would be kind of cool if different local businesses were able to sponsor each player's helmet i know that sounds so dumb but like they all love different parts of their city they go to different bars they go to different like areas and i think it would be kind of cool and it would get the it would get revenue into those smaller businesses i also think it would be really funny if like Felino decided that he needed to have papa john's on his helmet because of the Felino's favorite while the whole team is sponsored by can we just talk for a minute that pizza sounds disgusting <laughs> what all is on it again i don't even it's remember. like pepperoni and banana peppers and some blend of something it just sounds <laughs> no get get pepperoni and like mushrooms or onions like a good person and just be done i'm all for pineapple on my pizza baby strenuously object. <laughs> it is no, pretty good gross. it is pretty good <laughs> 
Okay, fine. I'll sit here in my wrongness and be wrong. <laughs> okay. Pineapple on a pizza is disgusting. Good. <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted to point out real fast, uh, we didn't get to it, but Alexander Texier appears to be fine. He suffered some kind of injury playing over in what the KHL, right? But he seems to be fine. I know the French translation of the tweet that I saw over the weekend was basically like, uh, I forgot the exact words, but it was like, what a relief. I think it was what a relief, actually. So... Yeah, it was water relief. Yeah. Uh, they just were precautionary or like something. Precautionary, something like that. yeah. I think he was playing in France because he started out. Yeah, he was KHL, playing in France. Yeah, yeah and something yeah. happened with his family and he went home. Yeah. France, yeah, makes sense. And he is French. That makes sense. Can we have a final thoughts where we talk about? Yeah, what I have a final uh, thought as well. I was going to say what we're excited for to bring forward to come back with hockey. Like the one thing that we're most excited about. Let's do final thoughts, Elaine. You go first. <laughs> Uh, um so well just for that i'm gonna give you two final thoughts sir (laughs) fine we'll we'll see (laughs) well i am like we said earlier i'm really excited for hockey to come back and i hope the ahl comes back and that i can be in the arena because i don't know if they'll let media in i don't know how that's gonna work but i am starting to miss the weirdest things about rocket mortgage field house like i'm starting to miss you know having to run to catch the elevator when there's like two minutes left in the game and hope that i don't get stuck between floors because that's happened before and i miss (laughs) i miss this the awful smell um near the locker room it just smells awful in between the second and third period like i'm starting to miss that (laughs) and just like the zamboni the smell of fresh cut ice like i'm starting to miss the weirdest thing zamboni smell yeah it's like a weird smell though it's like gasoline and ice and blood and (laughs) reminds me of hockey (laughs) yeah exactly i'm missing all of those smells and i just can't I can't wait, and I hope we get to go back because I miss it so much. My other One day. Thing, right? But my other thing is, is, you know, I'm just really excited that the Browns are doing well because <laughs> this whole 2020 would be so crappy. If, we are doing good. Right? And that we need a new kicker because I can't handle mm. another. Cody Parkey. I've uh, seen him double doink before. I have too. And he, he did it once when he was a Brown before. So I don't really know why I brought that. He's got a magnetic hold on that field goal post. It's, I think it's because he's like, he's pretty. And I think teams want what? him to come back. And then they forget mm. that he's so bad at kicking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, he does. Reason. He has a big. I mean, the the Rams have been through five kickers uh, this year. Wow, so, you know, know what? That's insane. Do you want Cody Perky? No. Okay. That's insane. <laughs> five kickers, and you're a playoff team too. That lost to the New York Jets. <laughs> at least they didn't get. At least they will, the problem they not get Lawrence. So that's funny. Yeah, that's the best part. Is you ruined their perfect season of getting like one of the best quarterbacks. That might be better than the Jets, Super Bowl, honestly. Jet Jets fans are mad that they didn't get that they won, and Rams fans are mad that they lost. Um, so literally, no one is happy with the outcome of that game. Um, I I'm pretty I happy. A, I, I'm sorry, but it's hilarious. It's like the one time that the Browns didn't do something that was absolutely ridiculous or the bears. Like it's double victory Monday for me. And I've never really experienced that when it actually meant something. (laughs) So I've got a couple final thoughts. I'm excited. Hockey is back because I miss talking with hockey with all my friends. I miss miss you too. 
I miss you guys a lot. I can't wait for I can't wait for all of us to have the vaccine and all of us to be able to go to Nationwide Arena and just get hammer drunk and just have a good time. I can't wait to get drunk with you at our bar. Like super. I don't want to remember the night. I was at our bar a couple weeks ago. We stopped and got takeout and the bartender told us the record for stinger bombs in one night is 10. Let's break it. Let's break it, baby. <laughs> Number 11, so, Matt Calvert. Let's so, do it for him. <laughs> so, so, um, I'm, I just, I miss, I miss the discourse. I miss, I miss seeing all my friends. I miss just, going down to nationwide arena and knowing that like like there there is no place in columbus that feels more like home to me than nationwide because i spend so much of my time there i just i love it so much and i can't wait till we can all safely and happily go back i do have one more final thought is i want to you know congratulate the dayton flyers on becoming the champions of the state of mississippi by beating ole miss and mississippi state uh in two cons- on two consecutive saturdays the dayton flyers so that's what that was out- about the, the dayton the dayton flyers close out uh 2020 having lost only one game all count cal- this entire calendar year sadly it was not meant to be last march they did not get the deserved tournament run that they earned but you know, so it goes. And then um, I just want to wish everyone who listens to the podcast a safe and happy holiday. I hope everyone's family is doing well. I hope everyone stays safe and gets to celebrate either via Zoom with loved ones or if you guys have bubbled yeah. up and whatever. Um, I hope everyone is safe and healthy. You get to celebrate with loved ones who might be uh, suffering through health issues or anything that might be going on. I hope everyone has a good Christmas and gets to enjoy their time with whatever family they, they do get to actually interact with so best wishes to everyone and i hope it's a good yeah uh i wanted to say i hope everybody has a happy holidays good christmas new year's all of that that's all i really had i'm excited for hockey to be back like seed said it's been a weird year weird december without hockey but honestly it's weird because you know there's been football happening late like college footballs all the games are happening later into the year like they normally wouldn't be so i don't know filling the void other ways i guess yeah that's that's pretty much it i'm just glad hockey is going to be back and a few weeks away which is crazy to think because i don't know i'm ready for columbus to play games against the central division which is like the old times kind of but uh tampa don't want this smoke no yeah i'm excited to, yeah it's <laughs> to play time for eight times and in the AHL, it's going to be probably worse because they're going to have smaller divisions. <laughs> You're probably going to have like four straight games to cover. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to die. You know what? It's fine. It, I, I will complain about it right now, but I will be living my best, most chaotic life when both seasons come back. Like if I'm covering four games in a row, you know what? Fine. I won't sleep. I will survive on caffeine. And <laughs> you know what? then don't talk to me for three days after that because I will be sleeping for three whole days. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Be sure to check out jacketscannon.com at cbjcannon on Twitter for any further updates about the Blue Jackets, the NHL, and we'll see you all next week. Bye! Subscribe to the Canon Cast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch every episode. Leave us a review and a rating, and as always, we welcome your thoughts and feedback. Go to jacketscanon.com for more Blue Jackets coverage from us, and follow us on Twitter at cbjcanon. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Pearlie and the Howlin' Moons. Check out angelapearlie.com for more music and show dates.